I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Mets are not dancing. Max Scherzer, I'm sure, is not dancing. I'm sure Max Scherzer didn't even sleep last night Uh, after that um, horrific uh, performance. Um, but let's start right there. I know, you know, Dave just finished his show. I'm picking up where he left off. Uh, I, I know we've, we've got a, a ton of Mets fans who want to chime in. Uh, this is your stage going to be talking Mets for the first hour of the show. And of course throughout, uh, but we do have to talk some NFL is, uh, you've got a giants team, of course, across the pond, getting ready to take on the green Bay Packers. And of course, uh, a jets team with Zach Wilson, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and crew taking on the Miami dolphins without Tua tomorrow at, uh, at, at, of course, the stadium. And, and all of us here uh, at, at ESPN is uh, we're going to be there. And so we're going to be shaking hands and kissing babies and taking selfies and all that good stuff. So we will obviously uh, weave in uh, some, some NFL, but obviously the story right now is the Mets. And unfortunately, as we know, they lose to the Padres 7-1. Um, you know, and you know me, I'm a gambling woman. Um, I, I definitely lost money last night. Would have been nice if somebody would have told us, listen, listen, I, and, and maybe we should have we should have paid a little bit more attention. We know that Scherzer's been dealing with that oblique on and off, but um, but I, I really I, I don't know. Like I did not anticipate what we saw last night for sure. Right, uh, giving up four home runs, um, seven runs, and uh, you know just just a, a really uh, anemic. Talk about wetting the bed. That's exactly what happened with Scherzer. So, you know, where's this Mets team right now, even though they won over 100 games? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe the, here's the thing. Maybe the writing was on the wall in regard to what we saw in the Braves series, right? You know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm a little naive here. But, you know, I, I just thought this was a team that, uh, that, you know, definitely was Scherzer and DeGrom, who obviously is going to go later on tonight. And, of course, Bassett following him. That's what we're anticipating would be able to, 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 to take this series against the Padres. But now this Mets team is as great as they were with a, at one point in time, 10 and a half game lead in the National League East are now one loss away from the season ending. Wow. Um, how things deteriorate uh, so quickly, right? And again, maybe it's on me. Like maybe we shouldn't as, as been as surprised as we were with Scherzer considering you know, his, his performance against Atlanta gave up nine hits and two home runs against the Braves in that series and how important that series was to, of course, win and avoid this wild card situation, best of three against the Padres. So um, really, like, just uber, uber disappointed, that's for sure. I mean, Grisham, who is batting eighth, it's not, here's another thing, it's not like, it's add insult to injury, and again, not to sound like a negative Nelly here on a Saturday afternoon, but I'm just you gotta call a spade a spade. But Grisham, who who bats eighth in their lineup, he's got a 107 batting average, and he hit a home run last night against Scherzer. So, sorry, not sorry. There's there's obviously an injury issue here. His fastball is not was not vintage 
Max Scherzer. It, it just was not. So, but again, like I'm not, it, it, it's, it's on me. It's on us. I mean, maybe did we have too high of an expectation knowing how Max performed against the Braves? Possibly. Possibly. But, you know, and, and let's also, let, let's talk about you Darvish for a second, right? Like, you know, seven innings, six hits, zero walks. Um, in he's so this he's he's three by the way he's three and oh against the Mets with an 086 0.86 ERA did I underestimate you Darvish possibly don't forget he was one of those pitchers that caught that got caught up in that whole Houston Astros fiasco so the history with him in regard to the postseason which I paid more closely to uh, unfortunately he was a victim of the the cheating that went on with the Astros that affected his quote unquote postseason record. Um but he he has been quite stellar against the Mets. Five and zero with a two five six ERA, three and zero at City Field with a 0.86 ERA. So did we we being me did we overlook and 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 Mets fans listen you booed Scherzer as he came off the bump last night here's here's another thing do you boo a player who has a performance like that because he's dealing with I, I truly believe like that was not vintage Scherzer he is obviously dealing with something and again we're assuming that it's oblique because that's what he's been dealing with for the past few weeks he was on the IL for that but do do we really boo a guy who obviously didn't have his best stuff last night because of an injury? I, I I don't know. I like the booing didn't sit well with me. By the way, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show today. Guys, did did you did the booing sit well with you last night? Like like I I don't based on what Scherzer has been able to do when he is healthy. I don't think it was warranted. I, I didn't like it. What did you guys think when when he got booed? I disagree with you because if you're if you're healthy enough to go out there, you have to perform, regardless of what you're dealing with. And Scherzer's a gamer, so he's not going to say he's dealing with anything. He has a terrible performance like that. You that you get what you pay for if you perform like that. One hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah, hundred. That's that's what the Mets are paying. One hundred thirty million dollars. Right, but if you're in the building, you're expecting Scherzer to be the guy. And he has a performance like that. You have every right as a Met fan to boo him. Harvey, did the booing sit well with you? Seven earned runs is a career high for him in the mm-hmm. postseason. Yep. Four home runs. He's the second pitcher ever to do it since Gene Thompson back in 1939. And it's the most home runs the Padres have hit against the Mets in their postseason history. And I'm being t- uh, and and booing. Of course, you boo him. You boo him till he gets home, because he was awful. I'm not a Mets fan. I don't really care how they go. I hope they lose tonight as well. Did he get? He was Ooh. awful, beyond awful. You don't pay um a guy forty three million dollars, I believe it's worth, one hundred and thirty overall, for him to pitch like this in the postseason when you needed that game, regardless of how he pitches. You needed him to step up, be the man that you guys paid him all that money for, 
and pitch one run ball, not seven run ball through four and two thirds, I believe. He got yanked, deservedly so, and you just hear it throughout. The boos were more than more than deserved for me. Okay. All right. Listen, this is why I wanted, I was curious. I just wanted to, in 800-919-3776, want to hear from, from Mets fans. Um, you know, what are your expectations? Excuse me. What are your expectations for tonight? You've got Pete Alonzo. Uh, two, here, here's another thing. You're booing Scherzer, but Pete Alonzo didn't deliver, right? Like two, two strikeouts with runners on base. Granted, Escobar, yeah, he hit a home run. He doubled as well. Marte came in. Uh, we haven't seen him in a while. First game back, two for four, okay. But Pete Alonso's your big star. Pete Alonso's your big stud in the lineup. He didn't deliver either. Offense was struggling. Eight eight ducks left on the pond last night. Eight ducks left on the pond. Why weren't you booing them? Why were you just booing Scherzer? Again, who I truly believe, um, you know, had his off night because of it because of he's obviously dealing with this oblique and and here's here's another thing you know shame on i i don't listen I, we don't know what the conversation how the conversation went down the decision to, to go with scherzer but in in a game like this if 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 you're talking about a guy who's dealing with oblique and who who knows listen he didn't come in here realizing when the game started that his fastball was off i'm sure warming up he know. I mean, this is this is a veteran. This is one of the best in the business. I'm sure he knew warming up. Listen, guys, I'm not gonna have my best stuff tonight. But did they underestimate this this Padres lineup? They're, they're not great. Like I said, Grisham, who's got a 107 batting average, hit a home run after Scherzer last night. So did they? I don't. Did they underestimate what possibly the Padres could do? Maybe we get back. Let's break down what's going on later on tonight. You've got Blake Snell going up against DeGrom. The Mets, even though, again, winning 100 games, over 100 games, 101 this season. Okay. (laughs) Up 10 and a half games in their division. Are one game away from packing up their bags and calling it a season. Really unbelievable. I've got I've got some stats and some trends that are not going to sit well with you, Mets fans, heading into tonight. So we get back. Uh, I will share that with you. Jim Duquette, former GM, of course we see him all over SNY, is going to be joining us in 15 minutes. Excited to get Jim Duquette on the show. Talking all things Mets and uh, Major League Baseball postseason this hour. Eli, I see you. You will be first up. 800-919-3776. You want to get on the Mets? Your thoughts on last night's game? Your thoughts on the game tonight. We want to hear from you right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I would imagine so last night being the lows of lows, right? One of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. And then you come out and you wet the bed like you did last night. Then you get booed walking off. By the way, uh, Streamline Sports and original content with ESPN Plus today. Get access to the award-winning 30 for 30 library. UFC access, including exclusive pay-per-view. Live coverage at 35 PGA Tour events each year. Get the ESPN Plus and Disney Plus bundle today. And watch ESPN Originals, 30 for 30s, the entire ESPN and Marvel library, and more stream anytime, anywhere. Go to ESPNNewYorkBundle.com, and of course, to learn more. Uh, let's listen in more from uh, Max Scherzer, uh, talking about his advice for tonight's game. Just win. Come apart. Um, you know, they've done it the whole year. Turn the page, move on, compete the next time. Um. What, what more can he say? Let's be honest. Let's go to Eli in Washville. Uh, Eli, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, Anita, what's going on? Listen, uh, yeah, I was, I, I'm not a Mets fan, but, you know, I was watching – I did watch the game because I'm actually, you know, a baseball fan. But uh, they – and even warming up, when the guy was just throwing his warm-up pitches, he didn't look right. Like, he was grimacing. He was – you know, but at that point, you being so many years in the league – I know you're a gamer, but if you're not able to perform out there, and Eli, I'm sorry, we've got a bad disconnection. I hear what you're saying. Again, listen, you want to boo Max Scherzer? Here's another thing. It's really hard for an athlete to say, no, you know what? I don't want to give it a go. I'm not right. I'll hurt you more than help you. That's so hard for an athlete, especially of his caliber, to say. I'm sure if you saw it, again, I didn't. I did not see. I was working. I did not see the warm up. I didn't see what you saw, but I would imagine that the pitching staff saw it. I'd imagine that the Mets saw it, and they still sent him out there knowing that he didn't have his best stuff. Mmm. Mmm. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're up. Hi, Anita. Anita, let me give you an update on my uh, football betting. Uh, last week, 1-1-1, uh, one, one one. there was a tie to Ravens game, home underdogs. So overall this year, 14-11 with one tie, home underdogs. I know you're, lo- you're underdogs, Richard, I know. Oh, yeah. This, this week, five underdogs, home underdogs, including the Jets. Yep. Uh, now, yep. i give you a hunch bet, too. Big follower of Columbia football. They're 28-point favorites against Wagner. Columbia, I wouldn't think, ever would be 28 points favorites against anybody, let alone Wagner. So I, I would take that on a hunch bet, 28 points. That's a number you'll never see with Columbia football. All right, now to baseball. I don't want to see Lindor in the first inning getting on third base and hugging Manny Machado. We're down 2 nothing. This is a playoff game. We're uptight. We haven't been playing good ball. We pay your $375 million salary. You've got to be self-aware that you just don't do that. I don't care whether that's your nature. You and Manny Machado is your 
a good friend, you just don't do that in the playoffs. You wait till after the game, or if it's a blowout game, I don't mind. I mean, this brought back memories of the Nick coach, Fisdale. The Knicks would lose by 35 points, and he'd be hug- after the game hugging the other players after the game. And we Knicks fans are pissed off that we lost by 35, and he's there hugging everybody after the game on the other team. You can't do this. The fans pay your salary. We live and die with these games. That's They're totally self-unaware. Now, as far as Buck, he called the game great, boy. I would have put Marte at one or two because he's ready to play. This guy was the only guy that came ready to play yesterday. Two stolen bases. They had three stolen bases in the first two innings. That's a credit to Buck. He saw something in this guy, uh, Darvish's wind-up or delivery, that they can steal on. Now, when you, you knew the game was over after the second inning. When you don't score in the first, first and third, one out, and you don't score, and man on third, second inning, one out, you don't get in one run there, forget about it. You guys have finished after that. And uh, that was good last night because after that I could care less. They didn't deserve my attention. It was a totally disappointing, uninspiring game. You don't mind losing, Anita, because if they play a good game, well-pitched game, you say it was a great game, the better team just beat us. They looked like they could care less the way they played yesterday. And if I see Lindor hugging anybody the next game, tonight's game, forget about it. I'll give up. Anita, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. You got it, Richard. 800-919-3776. The hugging doesn't bother me. I'll tell you what bothers me, and that is uh, the, the the Mets, I'm sure, knowing, the pitching staff, knowing that Scherzer was not 100% and still allowing him to go out there and pitch. Let's go to John in Riverhead. John, welcome in. Oh, oh no. John, please call back. Let's go to Adam in Syosset. Adam, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Hi. Uh, yeah, you know, I, on the boot. On the booing thing, um, you know, I don't think it was so much they were booing Max as much as they were booing the performance and their disappointment in, in how it turned out. And I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like the Mets uh, uh, should be looking past egos at this point. If a guy's not ready and he's not pitching well and he's grimacing in the bullpen during his setup, like, uh, why is he going out there? I just don't understand why DeGrom did not pitch game one. I mean, he's the best pitcher on your roster. You must win two games to continue. Why are you saving him? Um, and, and, you know, I, I was so happy. Marte gave him a great spark, but, but, but Scherzer was just not right. And also, why, weren't, why wasn't Carrasco even considered, considering how well he pitched against the Padres? I'll let you go. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's great questions, and, and it's questions I'm going to tee up for Jim Duquette, who's going to be joining us momentarily. Um, but, you know, again, doing a deeper dive into you, Darvish, who we know shut down, pretty much shut down the Mets last night. Seven innings, six hits, zero walks. He's 3-0 and against the Mets with an 0-8-6 ERA. Uh, and and he's, just, he's been tremendous at Citi Field. So tonight's matchup, by the way, even though it's Blake Snell, I know we're talking about DeGrom, doesn't get much better. I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable about tonight's matchup. I just don't. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll share with you all the reasons why uh, we get back. Of course, Jim Duquette is going to be joining us, and I'll continue with your call. So, Anthony, you'll be first up, uh, 800-919-3776, uh, continuing to talk about the Mets' unfortunate loss last night. But can they rebound tonight? They need to win two, obviously, we know this, in order to advance uh, <laughs> then to take on the Dodgers. Okay, uh, more to come. 90.7 ESPN.
You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. One of my favorite human beings on the planet, Jim Duquette, joins us now here on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, Jim. How you doing? Oh, how are you, Anita? Good to, ha- good to be on. Yeah, yeah, good to have you, and I so appreciate it. Uh, very disappointing loss for the Mets last night. I, I guess, you know, I've had a few callers who called in who said they were watching Scherzer warm up and he was grimacing. If, 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 if the Mets fans watching him warm up are watching him grimace, I'm sure that the Mets pitching staff saw him grimace, knew that he's dealing with something. Because let, let's be honest, Jim, this was not a typical vintage Scherzer outing. Why let him pitch? Well, I, I think the interesting thing is, right, we have seen the last two starts that haven't been vintage Max, right? We had last weekend in Atlanta, too. And, you know, we found out prior to his start there last week that he was dealing with things. I, I think, you know, any of these pitchers or even the position players at this point in the year, you know, there's kind of the, that difference of your, are you 100%? Is anybody 100%? No. Uh, is it good enough to pitch in the game? Yes. You know, I think that's the distinction probably the same with Jacob DeGrom, right? With his, with that blister, like, I don't know if he, if that blister is completely healed, it, you know, you worry about it potentially uh, tonight in game two, but it's good enough to go out there. And I think that's the thing um, that, that, you know, I mean, Max is giving you everything he's got, right? It wasn't good. I get it. He gave up four home runs. I get it. I, I didn't like the fact that he was booed so loudly off the field. That, I didn't either. I, I I opened I opened the show with that. Yep. I'm I'm with yeah, you. Like yeah. dude dude's dealing with an oblique injury, right? It's not like he went out there and he was hundred percent healthy and uh, right. and then wet the bed. That wasn't the case. He's he's out there, he's trying to you know, he's digging deep, he's trying to play with this issue. Obviously his fastball was was way off and um right. and he gets booed. I, I like I, I didn't I didn't like the booing either, Jim. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. I understand why, you know, you're, 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 you're upset, you know, the way the game has gone to that point. But, I mean, Max has given you uh, – the one thing you can never um, look at with Max is, is deny the fact that he's going to give you everything he's got. Like, he, that's what he does. And, and that's what he's always done in his entire career. So, I didn't like it. But, you know, at the end of the day, as he said afterwards, he wasn't able to locate his pitches to the glove side. And – you know, I think we've seen that the last couple starts. And I think a lot of that has to do with finishing his pitches and reaching out and kind of, you know, getting – last week it was with two strikes. He didn't get the two strikes a lot. Um, you know, even his slider 
last night a pitch that, that Grisham hit out wasn't wasn't the sharp slider that we're used to seeing with him and so I think you know working off the fastball when he doesn't have command of that the other pitches are affected too and I'll tell you the other thing that's really stood out was the Padres they 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 punched him and they didn't let him back up you know there, there are times where teams kind of let the starting pitcher especially a guy like Max figure things out and all of a sudden he, he he shuts them down, you know, after that kind of initial first inning. But that's not what the, the Padres came at them. They were aggressive. Um, and that's a team that, that has been struggling offensively for a good portion of the season. It really wasn't um, offensively. Um, they, they've been challenged even after they traded for Juan Soto. So um, you have to give credit to the, to the Padres. This is a good team. You know, they, they have underperformed to some degree. But, you know, anytime you're in the postseason, these things – these things can happen, and uh, you know, I was I was surprised at how how well and how good their offense looked last night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm with you there again. Jim Duquette joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. I understand. I underestimated you, Darvish. You know, he doesn't have like a stellar, outstanding record in the postseason, but he has been pretty excellent against the Mets, especially at City Field. Um, but also, this Mets lineup has been struggling. Eight ducks left on the pond mm-hmm. last night. Pete Alonso, yeah. two strikeouts with runners on. Granted, Escobar hit that home run. Great. Marte cutting back, two for four, which is great, stealing some bases. But 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 this Mets lineup has been struggling as well, Jim. Your, your, your thoughts, your thoughts yeah. on, 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 you know, how do you think they're going to do against Blake Snell? Uh, you know, granted, 8, eight, eight and 10 with a 3-3-8 ERA. But since the All-Star yeah. break, the second half of the season, dude's been, dude's been unbelievable. Second best K rate. Fifth yep. best ERA at, at two nineteen, so big picture, full season, okay, eh, nothing to write home about. But as of late, listen, his last seven starts, a one seven six ERA with 50, 55 strikeouts. This is not going to be a walk in the park tonight for this this Mets lineup. No, no, it's not. It, it you know it, when you get to the postseason, it never really, it never is, right? Everyone's kind of throwing their best starters, their best stuff, their best pitchers. It comes, they come at you with it, and so, you know, the offense when you have runners on base, um, like you saw last night with the Mets. I mean, what were they? Uh, I don't know, something like one for eleven with runners in scoring position, something outrageous. You know, they had the runners on. Uh, they just weren't able to deliver. They, they over the course of the season, the early part of the season, they were they were good at that. I think the, in September that it was more uh, inconsistent. But Snell, Snell stuff. Wait till <laughs> you haven't seen him. I mean, this guy throwing ninety seven to ninety nine, left handed, hard, nasty wipeout slider uh, or curveball. Like he has two huge weapons, and like you said, he's been pitching. He's a hot pitcher. Like I don't like facing hot pitchers, you know. And and he has been good in the postseason before. Uh, you know, he was a guy prior uh, to recently where you know he was more of a five five plus innings type of starter. When he gets into the six, you know, you had to limit his his pitches. Uh, he went to 117 pitches in September, which is his highest in his career. Like he's going deep in the games. He's more pitch efficient um, now. So. This is no easy task tonight. You know, it should be a really good pitcher's duel if Jacob's on his game and if Snell's on his. And so, you know, I think with the Mets um, offense, you know, it's been compromised. I'm happy that, that Marte is back. I, I don't know where the likely put Marte maybe at the top of, you know, even his first at bat was a base hit. He's on base twice. Um, you know, and that offense in that, in the first inning, at least early in the season when he was there, um, 
you know, that was kind of the, all right, if they could score the first, that would usually bode, bode well for them as the game went on. So, you know, we'll see where he is. He, he's going to play a factor. But, I mean, the big guys, you know, Alonzo, Lindor, the middle of that lineup, they've been kind of carried by them all year, and they have to deliver uh, or else the Mets aren't going anywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, Jim, they're they're one loss away from the season ending. A team that won 101 games, right? Like, you know, and and we're up ten and a half games to Atlanta, uh, and then of course they they lose that series. Did did you did, you know? It, and, and let's rewind before because I want to ask you about Degrom tonight as well in in, in, yeah. in the game. But like, you know, looking at that Atlanta Braves series, did, did was the writing on the wall? Were you did you have the concerns? heading into this series based on what you saw against Atlanta? Well, I, you know, there's some things that had me kind of scratching my head coming into this series. So so a week ago, we were looking at the Mets going with their they, what they felt were their two top, really the top three guys, right? DeGrom and, and Friday and Scherzer Saturday, best of them Sunday. And, and we find out, at, you know, either during that point or after that, that they're dealing, at least the first two guys, were dealing with some kind of health issue. Um, but, you know, having said all that, all week we're hearing, well, they're fine, they're fine, they're fine. But they weren't really telling us they were fine by, by kind of holding back Jacob um, and saying, well, we'll see on who our, our number two our game two starter is based on what happens on Friday night. Like everybody else, flat out is announcing their number, t- their first two starters, and it's it's their best ones. So it makes me wonder: one, either you know they're not quite comfortable with the health, or two, um, you know the, the, I start to question why they're going, why they're looking at the strategy, and why they're looking ahead uh, too much. That's a bad message that you're sending if you're looking ahead to that next series. Because the Padres, uh, you know, are also looking at this, and okay, you're not gonna not gonna go ahead and announce your your best guy for, for the number two, for game number two. Okay, you're gonna take us lightly. All right, you know, they, they, you start to you start to worry a little bit about that too. So I I didn't like all, the whole messaging aspect of who's gonna who's gonna pitch in game two. I thought it was very clear if they're healthy, who the top two pitchers are. And in fact, I actually thought if everything was you know like it was a week ago that Jacob Degrom should have been starting in game one, but apparently mm-hmm. that blister might've been affecting it. So are you, and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to share some numbers here as we know, you know, five and four with a three Oh eight ERA. Um, but get this Degrom, a six ERA in his last four starts. He's allowed three runs, if not more in his last four starts. And it, it's not like they've been against juggernaut lineups, right? Um, the Cubs, right. the pirates, the A's, um, you know, so uh, like I'm just, and you mentioned the blister. Meanwhile, Blake Snell, I, I shared those, those numbers with you just a, about a, a minute ago, you know, as of late, you know, he's been, he's been on fire. I mean, he's just, he's been tremendous. I, I'm, I'm really nervous about this game tonight. I, I, I think this might be the end of the road for the Mets season. And, and that would be uber disappointing considering how great they've played all year. No, it would definitely be a major, major disappointment, and and I would say um, it'd be a major disappointment. Um, you know, one of the more major disappointments in in the Mets history when you kind of when you look at where they were. I mean, this is only the second time they've won a hundred games. Um, I believe maybe it's the third time. I think it's the second time in their history, right? So, so it hasn't happened very often. Maybe it's the third time. So it's like you don't get these opportunities to win a hundred games very often. Um, 
but so that's first off. But sec- secondly, you know, all of the history, you know, that you mentioned, and, and you know, Degrom in the postseason uh, has been has been good overall. You know, he had a, a bad a, a clunker game, you know, in the in the World Series in 2015 against the Royals, but he was very good to, in the Dodgers uh, series to get the Mets into the postseason. But all of that doesn't matter as much as what matters. Uh, how I think how you've been pitching as of late. So those numbers are compelling. What has happened to Degrom over his last four or five starts, and what we've seen, you know, and and you know, right now, even though he struck out, what he struck out ten over five innings, they gave up the home runs. You know, for me, he's also had uh, command issues and trouble with the fastball to his glove side and the slider to that side of the plate as well. Kind of different issues, but but some similarities, obviously. Um, and their ineffectiveness between Scherzer and DeGrom. So uh, I, I am concerned as well. You know, I, I mean, Jake, I think, can hopefully put that to rest in, um, you know, the first couple of innings. This is not the same lineup as the Braves. I mean, the Braves are built on power. Um, so maybe if he does make a mistake or two, he doesn't get he doesn't uh, get punished for it. But, you know, then again, you saw what happened to Scherzer last night. They they came out aggressively swinging the bat, and they and they, and they did the damage. So, you know, I think it's going to be a little cooler tonight. Maybe the ball doesn't fly as much as we saw, which was a little unusual too. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm still I'm still hopeful that we see the best Jacob Degrom. I mean, listen, here's the other thing: he's pitching for a contract in a lot of ways, right? If he's opt, if he's truly opting out, this is an important start for him too, for him to you know go out on the free agent market and get paid. Uh, that's for sure. Um, final thoughts, Jim, before we let you go, you know, what, what, what are your realistic expectations for tonight? And, and even after tonight, right? It's, it's, it's DeGrom tonight and it's Bassett. Of course, if, if they do win tonight and they force a game three, it's, it's, it's Bassett. So what, what's your expectations for this series? Well, I, I like the, their chances if they win tonight. Like, so I, I like Bassett on the mound. Musgrove, Musgrove is a really good pitcher, by the way. I mean, you look at his numbers; he's under three ERA. He's had a bit a fantastic season. And this is this one. This series, I thought, was one of those, um, you know, that that on paper was, you know, a trick. You know, if you're looking at it from afar, you're like, hey, the Padres have a legit chance of beating the Mets. There's no no question on that. They're a dangerous team. So, you know, I think for me two things I want to look for early. I want to see the Mets score in the first. I want to see Jacob come out and, and take care of that first inning um, and not have this Mets offense have to play from behind. That makes, that makes things even more difficult. And two, I'd like to see the, the Mets get on the board early. If it's not in the first, at least get a lead early on. It's a whole different feeling, um, you know, when you're playing, playing ahead versus behind, especially in the postseason, especially at home. So, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case. If the Mets can do that, I think they can win tonight, push a game three. And if they get to a game three, I feel I feel much better about them winning the series. Jim, always great having you on. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, enjoy the game right, tonight. Anita. Hopefully, your 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 mouth to God's ears. Um, yeah, hopefully, let's hope. Ho- let's hopefully, hope. they win tonight and they force a game three and, and they can advance. And then, of course, uh, they have to take on the Dodgers, which uh, which is a whole another animal. Um, and, and hopefully yeah. we can get you back on as well. So uh, in, enjoy tonight, it. my friend. All right. Thanks, Anita. Talk to you soon. Bye. You got it. You got it. Jim Duquette joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. A lot to digest, a lot to, a lot to unpack. Uh, we get back. We'll take your calls. Sal and Anthony, you guys will be first up. 800-919-3776. Uh, what, what, what are your feelings about the game tonight? 
You know, um, Jim mentioned uh, the blister with DeGrom. And, and also his, his last, again, his last four starts, he's sitting with a six ERA. He's allowed three, if not more runs in his last four starts. And again, it has not been against exceptional lineups. We're talking about the Cubs, the Pirates, the A's, of course, the Atlanta. But, uh, but nonetheless, um, Mets fans, uh, this is your chance to chime in. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You know, this this is a Mets team. Their lineup left eight runners on base last night. So not a lot of clutch pitching, that's for sure. Let's get to your calls, 800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Anthony, calling in from a mail truck. Anthony, welcome in. Anita, good afternoon. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for joining us. Good. Of course. Thanks for having me. So um, a few things. And, I'm, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, so I guess, you know, this is a little, uh, you know, objective here. But the Mets – their whole problem is their offense. It's never been about the pitching. And now, since it has been about the pitching, they they don't know what to do. Because at the deadline, what did they do? They got Darren Ruff for J.D. Davis and three prospects. They got Daniel Vogelback. Who? You know, they, they, they didn't do anything. They watched all these teams around them get better. The Braves. Well, they did. Well, yeah. I mean, Anthony. They did something. It's just what they did did is not suffice, right? It it it, it has right. not suffice. Like they did do something, you know. But what what they right. did is is did not nothing. is not answering the call. It's not answering the call, Anthony, for right. sure. Right, and uh, you know, you 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 watch you watch the Braves get Rafael Iglesias, you know, a closer, and, and now a setup man for Kenley Jansen, you know. He, I just and and Pete Alonso, Pete Alonso may be one of the most overrated players in the MLB, and and honestly, that could be a hot take. But I just yeah, I think that's, I, that's, I that's a pretty hot play. take, Anthony. That's a pretty hot take. It, 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 it is. I feel like it's scorching hot, and I understand that. And but let me tell you why. I just I don't I don't I feel like he just doesn't come up big when it matters. You know, I feel like he has all this star power around him, where. You know, it's not it's not about how bad he does, but it's about how good he does. And realistically, you know, speaking in in the past couple of years, he really hasn't shown up in big moments. I don't know, Anita. You tell me what you think. 
Thanks for taking my call. You have a great yeah, listen, listen, it's, it's Anthony. It's a solid call. It is a hot take. I don't necessarily agree with you, uh, but you know, there, there is, there is, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I had a conversation and, in, 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 in somewhat of an argument with somebody I was dating at one point. <laughs> so I, I'm going to share this story with you. I know I'm, I'm, I'm sidetracking here, but, um, but it, it's, it, I, I think it's, it's, I, I think it's relevant to your call. So we were, we were at the beach and we were playing in a cornhole tournament. Okay. Now I'm a, I'm an, without sounding arrogant, I'm an excellent cornhole player. Right. And, um, and so we, we, we were in this tournament and I was carrying us the entire way and we made it to the championship and, (laughs) and we made it to a point where all my partner had to do was get the cornhole bag on the wood plaque and, and if you don't know anything about cornhole maybe you haven't played cornhole you get you you get your bag in in the hole it's three points you get your bag on the wood plank it's one point all we had to do all we had to do is get just one bean bag on the wood plank and we won and and i and, and like this was like i think we would have won like five thousand dollars this was a i mean this was like a two-day event cornhole tournament on the beach during Memorial weekend, um, down there in ocean city, Maryland. So we made it to the championship. And so unfortunately I wasn't the one who had the last throw and needless to say, didn't even come close to the wood plank and we lost. We came in second. Okay. Could have came in first. So we're, so we're walking away and I turn and I say, it's okay. It's like, you know, it's just, it's one of those, like, you have to be like a true athlete, like true athletes excel in those pressure situations. Uh, needless to say, we broke up after that. Um, <laughs> but, um, and, and, and I wasn't, I, 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 I was not, my intent was, I was being honest. I wasn't being rude, right? Like, like I'm an athlete. I've played sports my entire life, professional, um, organized, like, like I thrive. One of my favorite quotes, okay, is Billie Jean King. And she says, pressure is a privilege. What does she mean by that? This is what she means. There's very few people on earth that have had the privilege of being in a pressure situation where they thrive, they're successful and they win and that feeling you get once you've experienced that is euphoric. And A, there's very few people who, as an athlete, have been placed in that situation. What are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, down seven, down six points, uh, 30 seconds left on the clock, in the red zone, quarterback has to scramble, complete a touchdown to win. We're talking about bases loaded, in the ninth inning, full count, you're down three, home run, something wins it. Like that's what we're we're talking about. A golfer who's have to who has to make a ten foot putt in order to birdie to win a Masters. Like that's what we're talking. Like that's the type of pressure we're talking about. And there's very few people. Like what three percent of the people on the planet that have the that are blessed to be in that situation where they thrive in it. 
And I lo- like, I love being like, I love being in that situation. I, 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 I wish for like, I love it. But there's people out there that are terrified. You know why they're terrified? Because they're terrified of failing. I don't care if I fail. If I fail this week, I'm going to win next week. Like, 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 and, and if I fail and you want to rip me fine, I'm still, I'm going to, I'm still going to sleep well at night. My family's still going to love me. My fam, my friends are still going to love me. My dogs are still going to love me. Like it's all good. Like, but there are people out there who are so terrified of failing. They're so terrified of failing that they don't, they don't embrace the moment. And all they can think about is, oh my gosh, what if I fail? What if I don't do this? What if I throw an interception? What if I miss the putt? What if I strike out? And they're so entrenched in that train of thought that they don't allow, it's like they they can't get to where they need to be in order to thrive. And so... But unless you're, you're an athlete and you've, and, you've, and you've played either organized sports or professional sports, whatever, and you've been in that type of situation and you've, you know what your mind, you know what your ability is, you know what your athleticism is, and you know what your mindset is. So, so that, that's what I meant by true athlete, right? So you talk about Pete Alonzo. Yeah, all right. You know, like he can hit a gazillion home runs, a gazillion R- RBIs against the you know, pirates of the world and the A's of the worlds and the Cubs of the worlds. But when it comes to the postseason and he's in that situation and he's got ducks on the pond and he knows now his starting pitcher, Max Scherzer, is, is not, uh, you know, vintage. Uh, you know, does, does, that, does that muscle, you know, now it's on me. Not playing footloose and fancy free. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm just sharing that. Like, if this is what your opinion is of Pete Alonzo, and, and you going out on a limb and, and, and making that very hot take, okay. But I, I just, I, I wanted to share that. I wanted to share that situation. I, I think, I truly think it takes a true athlete, a true athlete to really embrace those situations and want to, th- and, 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 want, and desire that situation to be in. Because pressure is a privilege, especially when, when it comes to sports. That's for sure. Sal, John, Mitch, I see you guys. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Um, also, we're going to hear from Joe Wiz. He usually is on around 2.30, uh, but we've moved him up because I've got Stacey Dales, who's going to be joining us from London across the pond, getting us ready, of course, for, uh, for the Giants-Green uh, Bay Packers matchup. So we'll hear from Joe Wiz. Does he have a play in tonight's Mets game? I'm sure he does. We'll find out next. And I'm going to continue with your call. So Sal, John, Mitch, hang tight. We'll get to you, I promise. 90.7 ESPN.